welcome to the Navigating Blindness podcast. I'm Jeffrey Mittman, the President and CEO of Bosma Enterprises. And more importantly, today, I'm the guest host of the Navigating Blindness podcast. And we have a very special guest today, our very own, the one and only, the great Ray Montgomery, right, our everyday doing? host. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Jeff. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I'm really excited today. I get to sit down and talk. We always hear you on the podcast. We always hear you talking to other people in the in the blind community who have an effect on the, the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired. Right. And I thought it'd be a great opportunity to sit down with you and, and talk to you today yeah. and hear your story about how you ended up where you are today, what you're doing, and what you think about the future. That's, yeah, well, definitely. We could definitely talk about that uh, today. Uh, me, um, I lost my sight at the age of 17, uh, two months after I graduated high school due to a gunshot wound. Uh, so things happened in life. I was not expecting that after I graduated high school. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't even think I would be blind after I, you know, was uh, involved with that incident. I didn't know I was going to be blind. I was really thinking that one day that I was going to have some surgery, go see a few specialists in Chicago or wherever and get a second opinion and the second opinion turned to a third opinion and a fourth. And <laughs> did you, did you lose your sight immediately? Uh, yes, I did. It, it was happened immediately. I woke up after that incident and I could not see anything. Mm. So it was, what did, uh, what were the first thoughts that went through your mind when you, you just, when you opened your eyes and you didn't see anything? Yeah. I was like, wow, I'm blind. But really, I was really thinking it was just, more from the swelling of the right. incident and things like that. So I was really just like, oh, I can't see. But maybe once the swelling goes down, I'll be able to, you know, regain my vision. Regain your vision. You started going through the medical treatments right away. I mean, you had uh, surgeries. What was what yes, was that uh, like? Um, yes. Unfortunately, uh, once uh, I got shot, um, well, the shot that really caused me to go blind was the shot to my head, which went out of my left eye, which destroyed it. And I had to get a prosthetic in that eye. Uh, I found out that my optic nerve in my right eye was severed, which caused me to be uh, totally blind in that eye as well. So, left me with left me totally blind after that incident. So, and how long did you spend in the hospital uh, immediately after that? I'm gonna say about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, really, you know, just going through what I had to go through, um, healing up, and uh, talking to different doctors. And you know, my mother was a very very big advocate, and she wanted. You know, like I said, a second opinion, a third opinion. She wasn't right. really understanding, you know, the situation, and so I wasn't either. So you had, uh, so your family was your support system. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, very, very much so. So they was very good support system. Uh, really, she uh, once she did that, and you know, we went to see the specialist. She introduced me to a gentleman uh, by the name of Mister Bennett. Actually, was the first uh, person who was blind that I ever met before. Uh, he was a man who was blind and. He had told me his story. He had went through some similar situations, and, you know, we talked for a while, and he gave me some encouraging words at that time. Right. And then you, uh, so when did you come to the realization that your your sight was was just gone forever? Uh, it probably was about, it, it probably took me even about a close six months to a year to even realize that, even though I went through my training, uh, probably a few months later, I started doing some training to live as a person who was blind, so you know how to walk with a cane and uh, so the orientation, uh, mobility, and yeah, 
learning how to do that, um, use Braille, how to cook safely, because I like to cook <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cook safely within my own home. Uh, really, just really, I think the biggest thing is really rebuilding that confidence going out into the public. That's one thing I really didn't want to do a lot of at that time. I was really... Did the, did the rehabilitation services help with that, with your confidence level? I would say uh, they, they did, but I would say that it also once... I accepted it. I think the first thing I had to do was accept it. I was in denial, and a lot of people who lose their sight are in denial. So I was in denial for a while because I wanted to do the same thing as my other. You know, my friends were doing at 17, 18 years old, so I really wanted to, right. <laughs> you know, drive again and, you know, play basketball right. and things of that nature. So so, so here you are. You, you've come to the realization that, you you know, you're, you're blind or your, your sight is gone forever, and, and you went through the rehabilitation services. What did you do then? I went through the services for a while, and I went through that for a while. You know, I'm originally from Northwest Indiana, Gary, Maryville area, so I, at that time, I did a lot of my training up north. Uh did that for four or five months, and I found myself back at home again. And then my mother was like, you need some more training. Uh, she introduced me to a rehab center in Chicago, where I actually stayed there for about six, seven months. And so it was a residential area? Yeah, it was residential. Yeah. Uh, yeah, residential, and I've met a lot of people who are blind, and they were doing things, and I think that's probably helped me out with knowing that it was life after blindness at that time. So I was really on my own, walking to the store and taking a bus. It was a very different experience, <laughs> but I still was homesick, wanted to go home every weekend, <laughs> but they wouldn't pick me up every weekend. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but doing that for six months and just, I think, meeting those people who were blind and actually working uh, gave me a different outlook on life. And I was ready to enroll at Purdue University, Calumet, uh, where I obtained my BA in communications. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so why did you decide to pursue an education after after your vision loss? Uh, just because I was still, you know, like I said, I was fresh out of high school and really not having a lot of, I guess, life experiences. I did have a job, but it wasn't really like a, you know, job job, <laughs> just washing and stuff. But it was a good job, but. Just really getting those life experiences, and I think that uh, it will make me more marketable at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And what what school did you go to? Uh, Purdue University, Calumet, in Hammond, Indiana. Did they help with the uh, accessibility issues that people with vision loss face? Oh, yeah. They had a great student support system, student support services, excuse me. So I was able to, you know, get that extended uh, test time. So taking my tests, uh, note takers, they had the accessible technology in the room so I could use uh, JAWS, the screen reading software, um, you know. And I'm also with school, you got to you gotta go before anyone else. So I had to actually learn the campus. So I'm out there two weeks prior, right. you know, learning how to get from class A to class B, doing that every semester until I got a better feel because people don't walk you around class. People thought that. <laughs> but they don't walk me around class out there. You had so to get there on your own. I had to unless I found a girl, but <laughs> told another story. But no, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. different episode. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So you, uh, so you, so you went to school and you uh, took advantage of, of the of the resources uh, that provided. What were some of the challenges, and how did you overcome those challenges in school? I would say uh, one thing is uh, labeling my assignments, so making sure that I turned the correct assignment to the wrong to the right teacher. So once again, that braille came in handy. You know, just even first grade braille. Of just labeling, you know, my uh, folders. Uh-huh. Um, I would say um, just basically you have to be an advocate for yourself once you get there. And that was one thing I didn't really 
know a lot about. I was still new to the blind, um, I would say blind community. I didn't know all the resources and all the things that I were were supposed to be given. So really, I, I had to advocate. I had to actually speak up for myself because I needed to get that extended test time and things like that. So, uh, but I didn't really have a lot of trouble. Man, students were pretty. You know, they were nice. They help you out. Uh, they help you get from class A to class B. Uh, transportation was, it was good, you know. I didn't have too many troubles, but just really having the dedication <laughs> to stay at school because I didn't have a computer at home. So that was a problem that I had. I had to be at school extended hours just to get my work done. Right. So that was the biggest, biggest thing right there. I was tired. <laughs> How long did it take you to complete school? I actually took me, um, started in 2000, 2005, so about five years. It oh, took me right. to graduate. So it's about average these days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, now, so you went off, uh, uh, you, you completed your education. What did you do then? I completed my education, and at that time, I was really trying to break into the radio field, so I wanted to get into broadcasting. I was interning at some stations um, up in the Chicagoland area. I did my own radio show for a while. Oh, cool. But, you know, that, that was what I did until I was – and at the same time, I was still looking for a job. So trying to find a job and then interning. But I always tell people life got real when I had my first child. <laughs> and right. I couldn't live off the Social Security check. So, you know, really had to look at other opportunities. And fortunately, I moved to Indianapolis and found Bosman Enterprises. So how how did you find Bosman? I found Bosman. I always tell people my, my, my lady actually found Bosman. She did a Google search. Told me I needed a job. So <laughs> she did a Google search, typed in blind jobs, and Bosma came right on up, and she drove me right on over. So uh, that's really, you know, my first introduction to Bosma. I was reading about the services they provide people who are blind, and I began to work with vocational rehabilitation, who uh, who are actually uh, connected me with employment services. So they started. I started working with employment services here at Bosma, and uh, that's how I got my foot in the door. I started in production. Started in production, and uh, you did that for a while. Then what do you do? Uh, what did you do after that? What did I do? Um, well, started in production, did that for a while. We had a call center at the time. I worked there briefly, uh, cross-trained at other areas, receptionists, and then I found a home in marketing. So, so what, do you, what do you do today? Today, right now, I'm the senior marketing activity associate, so... I do a lot of tours here at Bosman Enterprises. I do uh, public policy, so dealing with legislative issues. I do an internal newsletter, uh, social media, so I maintain our social media pages, Twitter, Facebook, making sure we stay uh, prevalent there. Uh, I do a podcast sometimes. <laughs> you do a podcast, yeah, when the do CEO doesn't step in, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do a podcast and, uh, you know, just overall ambassador for the organization. Well, do you, uh, do people ask you how you do your job? I mean, social media, people think of social media, they think of Facebook, they yeah. think of smartphones, computers. They, they ever ask you how somebody with a, with vision loss does that? Uh, yeah, they ask me, how am I using this phone when there's no buttons on my phone? Right. So they don't understand that it has the voiceover already pre-installed. Uh, just really, they don't understand about JAWS, the screen reading software that actually talks to you, so it lets you navigate social media unless you do word and powerpoint this is a technology that's available so that's yeah. uh that those those technologies allow uh you to perform just like anybody else is that what that, yeah that's correct it allows me to um, do everything my sighted counterparts could do except i don't use a mouse you know so i use a lot of shortcut keys when i'm using uh, jaws 
to do my job successfully. All right. So you've come all the way from uh, being injured that day, I'll say a few years ago, to, to where you are today. <laughs> what, what do you see yourself doing five years from now? I see myself, that's a good question. But really, I mean, I like doing my podcast and I really hope to hopefully break into the motivational and inspirational type field where I could do more of that. And also, so you're talking like speaking circuit? Speaking yeah. into the speaking circuit, yes. And um, just continue to do my uh, podcast. Maybe I can make another career out of that. So it's a, it's a lot of opportunity out there, I'll say, if you want to, you know, invest the time into it. So. And where do you see. Uh, where do you see Bosma going in the future? What, what would you like to see Bosma do uh, in, the, in the blind community? I would say uh, continue to continue your mission to create more opportunities for people who are blind. So really just network with more um, businesses throughout central Indiana, really spreading the word about the capabilities of people who are blind. Um, just keep getting the word out, really getting out there in the community because we know there's about 160,000 Hoosiers who are affected by vision loss. So, and as we know, that rate will double in 2030. So, just really keep the word out and let people know that there are services and there are um, uh, places you can go to actually get help and provide you with those opportunities. All right. Well, Ray, I want to thank you for uh, switching seats with me today, allowing me to uh, sit here on the Navigating Blindness podcast. And for we, all of you listening today, I'd like you to follow us. Go out there to SoundCloud or Apple Music. Follow us. And if you want to learn more about Bosma, please visit Bosma.org. Thank you very much. <music>